I'm Kay Janes, and this is the podcast where we talk about your adult child and how to raise them so you don't have to raise your grandkids. Check us out at allgrownup.com or on Instagram at youradultchild. Today's topic we're going to talk about is one that comes up all the time, but it's also one that's extremely sensitive if it's not handled well. So our, our biggest desire today is that we handle this topic um, appropriately and in a positive way where it'll add value to your life and maybe answer questions as you work to raise your kids and continue to be a kid yourself and how to understand this. So today's topic is healthy masculinity. Um, we hear a lot of other different terms around that, but today we're just going to spend our time and focus on healthy masculinity. And Shauna, before I give my you know, my, the definition I've used that's helped me a ton and helped a lot of clients kind of visualize what that looks like. When you hear healthy masculinity, what are some of your initial thoughts or feelings around that? Well, my initial thoughts are, I love this topic because it comes up for so many different, no matter who I'm teaching mm-hmm. and something that I really get excited about being able to speak into because I think it's something that's been under attack for decades. Yeah, yeah it definitely has. Um, one day I was working with a client and I was trying to express to them what it would look like. It was a client who struggled understanding it, hadn't really been exposed to healthy masculinity throughout their lives. And so I was like, okay, what does it look like? And I had an image come to my mind that I just described and it's this. To me, healthy masculinity is like a rock wall around a garden. Strong, steady, solid rock wall. It's dynamic. It's not just smooth. It's not, you know, it's rough, but it's there and it's obvious and it protects the garden and everything inside the garden allows the garden to grow. And healthy masculinity, that's what it looks like. Unhealthy masculinity is the rocks. I imagine the rocks in that wall turn into cannonballs aimed at the garden. You know, we've all, yeah, yeah, we've all seen this, right? We've all seen examples of when a man is off. And he uses his masculinity in an unhealthy way. It's like a cannon, you know, and it's like, and it does a lot of damage. Just like a rock, big old rock would shot at a bunch of plants in a garden. It would rip them up. And that's what happens to us when anyone, you know, has unhealthy masculinity, when it's being abused. Can I add to your analogy? The other side of that, that's so good um, visually to picture is if that rock wall is full of a bunch of holes mm-hmm. and it's almost embarrassed of itself and like well, is disintegrating, doesn't think it should stand tall and proud yeah. and protective um, just because of the messages it's been. Yeah. It's an unmaintained wall, right? Like it's, and then it, it's really not very useful if there's rocks in it, but it's mm-hmm. so important. Yeah. So we, I was talking to a client this morning, actually, too, and we were talking about this, like femininity, feminism, and the, beautiful side of women is women give life men should protect it yeah right? and those things and what's interesting is they need each other if you if you don't have the one the other one doesn't even matter right like it's great that life can be created but if it can't be protected that's scary and then if it can't be created there's nothing to protect so they need each other they're in perfect unison absolutely for you and me, this means a lot. We're both we're both married with kids. We both have sons and daughters. So we've, and we both come from families where there's boys and girls involved ourselves. So our whole lives we've seen, you know, both sides of the coin. We've experienced it. And hopefully our voices, you know, with you being a female, me being a male, that we can speak into this today in a way that it's useful. 
So I want to start off with a question that came to my mind as soon as I started thinking about this topic is, what is an individual, a family, or a society like if healthy masculinity is not there? Well, it disintegrates, I think. I do too. What comes to your mind when you think of that? I know I have some images and things. I've seen I've seen individuals, families, and even large groups where there's not healthy masculinity. And I don't know. I think of like anarchy. I think of destruction and violence. Because just because healthy masculinity is always present. So if there's not healthy masculinity, that means there will be unhealthy masculinity. Yes. Right. There's not a vacuum where if you just get rid of it, you can't just get rid of it. It's always there. Yeah. And I think it's such a misunderstood concept because I remember 20 years ago in one of my classes in college and I, the assignment was to pay attention and watch the commercials and the TV shows that were on, on primetime. Yeah. This was a long time ago and start to see what messages were being sent about men in particular. I have no idea what class this was for. I can't remember, but this has always stuck with me. And then I've, since that time, I've always noticed if you're a male, a lot of the message being sent are, um, you're not needed. You're kind of goofy. You're kind of a mess up. You're kind of like, there's a lot of messages. A woman can do anything you can do, which let's just be clear. I, I, I'm the oldest of five girls and my mom, for those who know my mom, We never for one second felt like we were anything less. We could do equal. We could yeah. do anything we wanted to. And my mom does everything. She's been all kinds of things and she's a really powerful presence. And so I've had, I know my experience is a little bit different than maybe some other, some of my friends or other yeah. things. But um, where was I even going with that? Well, just the messages to men versus the messages to women. Yes, hell, yeah. that really growing up, it, it can become not this wasn't in my family, um, but just societally that you don't need a man. A man is expendable. And yeah. that is the message that's been. So I'm really passionate about this. I have a tough or I mean, a, a, a soft spot, not tough spot, yeah. a soft spot for guys in my heart, even though I had all girls in my family. So I love girls, too, because I feel like they are um, they have to apologize for themselves for being a man in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. And that's why we want, as we think about this today, I think of the times in my life, I know when I've been off and I know when I'm on. And it's interesting because like that imagery we're talking about the rock wall, I can tell when people feel safe because of the things I'm doing or saying. Mm. I can also tell that it's doing damage when I'm not in the right space. Mm -hmm. Um, It is so hard, so hard as a man, especially if you're a large man and you have a presence, not to abuse it. Yeah. See, this is interesting talking to you Yeah. because you, your experience I think is different than a lot of, a lot can relate to you. And I think there's a lot of men that yeah. don't have that sense of their power, yeah. of their manliness. Like you don't feel sorry for your, you no, don't feel I'm like. On the, I'm on the opposite end again, because of the way I was raised. And that's a good point. Cause generally it's, it's much rarer for someone to be raised the way I was and to think the way I do as a man. Cause I'm on the opposite side. I know mm-hmm. I'm powerful. Yeah, I know I can do anything I want, anytime I want, and there's not a single human being on this planet that I'm afraid of. Mm-hmm. And that's part of just, again, like I was raised like you were, but then you throw on, I'm a, I'm a, not a huge guy, but I'm a big guy, so I have all that confidence was expressed to me, but then I've also experienced physical domination over other human beings. Yeah. So when mm. you have confidence, and then you know, I mean, there's been times, and in the man world, it's, this is actually kind of useful, 
there's times when you walk in a room and guys always size each other up. They always look and like, okay, like, especially when you play sports. What's interesting, just so you know, in healthy masculinity, like I can, if I'm going to play, I'm going to play some basketball tomorrow and I'm going to walk in the gym and there's going to be dudes bigger than me, stronger and faster. And I'm going to look at them and I'm not going to feel insignificant. I'm going to be like, yeah, (laughs) let's do this. And here's the thing is, if I lose, it's okay. But I'm going to go hard and they're going to know it. And when it's over, then this is one part of healthy masculinity is we can go at each other. And if we are willing to go at each other on that level and get after it, it actually doesn't matter who wins and loses when you got good, healthy masculinity. It's just respect. It's like, wow, good job, man. Like you went, I I have beaten people that I have as much or more respect for them than people that I've lost to. Does that make sense? And mm-hmm. that's that's a version of healthy masculinity that gets taken away at the playground. Yeah. Hey, stop wrestling. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. It's like, no, you don't understand the the healthy. So this other thing, healthy masculinity teaches physical boundaries to everyone. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I wrestle with my daughters. I wrestle with my son. It's a very different experience. I don't ever hold my daughters down. Mm-hmm. Right. I will not hold my daughters down. I'll hold my son down all the time and he loves it. He's like trying it because he is, he's finding what he can fight against and learn. He learns strength and courage and all that as we do that. If I hold my daughters down, they're having a completely different experience. Yeah. You know, so I'll tickle them a little bit. I always let them go. I always hug them. I always make sure like, hey, my strength is used to protect you. Yeah. Right. When it's my son, it's like, hey, you use my strength to sharpen your sword. Like, I am the still versus still that you are hitting against so that you can get sharp. I won't hurt you, but you can come at me as hard as you want. And then I'll teach you, and this is the thing that's a bummer, my son is watching how to use strength to protect his women as he watches me wrestle with his sisters, and he's also learning where the line is that he cannot cross physically as a boy, as a man. Like, this okay... You need to know, and in, I don't know how to explain it, but in a man's mind, in a man's heart, you have to know boundaries, physical ones, because they it's it's a respect and an honor and a, it, all of it. There's so much that happens there. And if a little boy never gets to do that, like he, he never gets to find what those boundaries are, then guess what? He doesn't know what those boundaries are. And he's more prone to cross those boundaries when he's a teenager and a man. And he's more prone to cross lines that we don't want boys to cross physically, emotionally, mentally, you know, all these horrible things that are happening with these shootings. It's always boys. It's always young men. It's always kids who probably, if I had a chance to sit down and be interesting to look at the research on these kids that they probably don't understand boundaries. You know, they're, they're, I'm pretty sure there wasn't a lot of healthy masculinity influence in their lives growing up. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I remember in an early childhood class, Tickle Monster and Rough House and wrestling as a young kid is, and especially for the young boys, yeah. but that's how they learn boundaries. It is. So it's a big deal. I, you know, it's funny, and there's something about it the way it connects you with yourself. I remember on my birthday that my parents asked me what I wanted, and I was probably 10 or 11 years old. I said, All I want is to wrestle my dad. That's it. <laughs> I didn't want a present. I didn't, I just loved. And here's why, because my dad's huge, right? So it was like, oh, I want to, I want to try and knock him down, <laughs> like I want to, but I knew he was never gonna hurt me. 
So it, it gave me, there's something about knowing you get to go as hard as you can and that you're not going to hurt someone and you're not going to get hurt doing it, but you can give everything you have. I mean, how many in things in life, that's the description. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> that you get to go full speed and you're 100% safe. Like, I, I can't even think of anything else that that's the description. And a little boy wrestling with his dad, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... So I guess we're kind of got into my next question is the first question is what is society like when that's not present? And we could get into the more dark side of that. But I think, I think most of us, all we got to do is think about in our lives when there wasn't a healthy masculine presence and we were exposed to unhealthy masculine presence, what that feels like, what that is. Everybody has their own experiences with that. Right. I think we've kind of gotten into now is what's it like when it is present. And so you have an amazing husband. You have, good sons. You had a great, you have two dads, plural. You have two good men that have been your dads in your life. So you've experienced a lot of really healthy masculinity. (laughs) So would you do this real quick? As a daughter, what's it like? As a wife, what's it like? And what, as a mom, what is it like to experience healthy masculinity? Mm, Yeah, so good. Okay. So as a daughter, my dad was quiet, but the boys were terrified of him. Like they would, (laughs) but he was very masculine. Um, But it made me feel, it gave me such a sense of safety to know that my dad would, he he never said the words. He never, I don't, I don't know. I just had a sense and I knew he would, he would take care of us. He would protect us. He was, and as daughters, kids, all of it, but that it allows you to get roots and to flourish and to, you know, he could be tender and hug us, which I will just say, if you are a dad and you have girls, you just have to know that your girls every morning, first thing they're doing, they don't even know they're doing this, but they are taking your temperature. They're taking the temperature. Okay, am I safe? What's his mood like? What am I, you know, and <clears throat> there's pheromones that are happening between father and son or father and daughter as well. But, um, and this is kind of off topic, but kind of not, but just encouraging you, even as, especially as your daughters get to be a teenager Keeping up the physical touch, keeping up the... Which um, is hard and awkward, but that's yes. why it's important to do it. Because it is hard and awkward to yeah. physically touch your teenage daughters. There's yeah. a You're worried, discomfort like, there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's, And so hugs. And my daughter was like that for a while. And she was like, oh, and didn't want the hugs. And my husband just kind of kept at it. And now she comes and snuggles next to him if they're watching TV or something. And But just the sense of safety that girls have to have. And that relationship, if she doesn't feel safe seen, important, adored by her dad, guess where she's going to go? Oh, somewhere else. She has to have that. Like, that is what a woman is looking for always is the, yeah. the sense of safety, the sense of, like, men's is more about respect is what they're looking for. But you know what's a bummer? That's been seen now as a weakness. What has? A woman's desire to feel safe. Yes. Like, you don't need that. Or, and it's like, well, come on. Like, it's okay if a girl wants that and needs that. That's not a health. That's not an unhealthy desire to. No, actually, and as I transitioned into, because my dad died when I was eighteen. Yeah. And I had me my little sisters and my mom, and I kind of felt like, okay, I've got to be, I got to step up yeah. here, not be the man, but kind of a little more of that take charge masculine yeah. energy. And as I kept that up, it was helpful in some ways in my life, but it was out of balance. And that's where getting into as a wife, when I was too much and when I am too much in that masculine, I got to take charge energy. My marriage suffers because what's, what is he needed for? What is he, 
You know, he doesn't, um, he wants to feel needed. He, he is needed. I need him. That's the truth. Right. And yeah. so as a wife, um, I do have a very masculine husband and there have been times in my life where I'm like, Hey, maybe you should be softer here. <laughs> hey, maybe you should be a little more. And he, he has, he's on his own journey of growing and understanding in his own, his own way. But as I've tried to soften him and I remember one time I thought, Oh my gosh, I don't remember if it was something that somebody said to me or if it was a movie I was watching, but I thought, I, I want a husband that can protect me. Husband, all the, the husbands that go to war, the husbands that stand up against the evils and the darkness that are around. Yeah. And when I started seeing my husband for how much he goes to battle every day against, he battles every day, so much respect for him. But when I am in that, I got to take charge. I got to make sure everything's good. I become the naggy wife and it, I miss out on the beauty that is a marriage. Yeah, and that's one thing. This is really hard to speak into, but professionally... It's this is a hard thing. Male leadership feels very different than female leadership, mm-hmm. and some of it you brought it up is and I I there's women that absolutely can lead. I've noticed an interesting thing though because women do notice more details and they are more sensitive, which is good. It's really interesting when that goes into a leadership role. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. that sensitivity now can actually get out of balance, and you get naggy. Because you are noticing more, because you are worried about more, and so it's brought up more. Whereas it's a strength, and it can be a masculine strength of, okay, there's a lot of chaos going on around me, but I got to let some of this roll off my back, like water off a duck. Yeah. Like, I can't be sensitive to X, Y, and Z, because I need to take care of A and B. And if I don't take care of A and B, this thing's going to fall apart. And that's a that's an important thing that I don't think people ever say. Women can absolutely lead, but there's there are times and places for different types of leadership, and I think that that's just an important thing to point out. Well, yeah, and I our world is very heavy in the masculine energy, especially yeah. in the United States. Yeah. It is a it, we value. Um, achievement and yeah. getting stuff done and blowing aggressiveness. Th- blowing things and up. <laughs> what are you doing taking a nap? We're supposed to work. Yeah. Work, work, work. What did yeah. you get done today? Oh, I'm busy, busy, busy. That's a very masculine energy. In this world, we are screaming for the feminine energy. Yes. The feminine energy, because we can't talk about ma- healthy masculinity yeah. without bringing up femininity. Because yeah. I think it is a very misunderstood topic. Okay. I think the adversaries done have worked really hard to make that. It makes it like it's weak or less than when in fact it's actually incredibly powerful and oh it's gosh. beauty, it's presence, it's the ability to be, it's the ability to receive, it's the ability to create in an t- entirely different way that the world is just screaming for it right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Both sides really have been lambasted. I don't know if how many of you have experienced this before, but how many times, and we all have hopefully once in our life, when you see a couple that understands the balance. Mm-hmm. It's and, powerful. Yes. And they both have just stepped into it. They've chosen mm-hmm. to step in. And it doesn't matter their personalities, right? No, because no. everybody has different, but they're like, okay, the feminine role and the masculine role. And then they step into it powerfully and connect. If you've ever been around couples like that, it's a different experience. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, some of the words that pop into my mind is strength, confidence, clarity, like love. There's, and it's power. It's just pure, pure power. Yes. Yeah. Because everything's on display everything is available everything is there and it's now 
this is going to be really sensitive for people that have not experienced that. This is going to be maybe hard for someone who's like, well, I'm never going to have that. And I, I feel I, I have feelings for that. I'm sorry for anyone that feels that that's not something they can have access to. I do want to plant this seed though. If you believe, if you're a male or a female, and you believe in, that these things are actual real topics, that masculinity and femininity are real things and they're both powerful, and you decide, you step into your masculinity or femininity, and you step into it, what you'll find is you'll attract others who have that same, have made that same choice mm. and want those same things. So if you haven't seen a lot of this in your life, some of the ways to be more exposed to it is to be it. And to be it in a really healthy way. And it does. Light cleaveth unto light. Like, you know, you and Tim and me and my wife, we know there's couples we love to be around. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's the energy's the same and it's attractive to each side and there's safety in it. There's strength in it. Isn't it like last night we went up the mountain with two couples, the guys I went to high school with that married amazing girls. And just talking last night and being around each other is a strength. You know what was interesting too when I looked over? Our children were all watching because mm. all those kids have pretty good homes, right? Mm -hmm. But then they saw more, ver like they looked around, there was like, wait, there's more, you know, there's, <laughs> there's more strength, there's more light. And these kids, it was so interesting too, to watch, you know, what was interesting last night too. And there was 12 or 13 kids there, maybe 15, just between the three families. There was about 12 kids there because those six adults in the room all have made choices around what we're talking about today and decide to lean into it. None of us are doing it perfectly, but we have decided to lean into it and do our best to do it. It was amazing how respectful those kids were. Like there was not any, it was, it was really interesting. It was kind of a cool thing to see. And that's the power we want. We want people to just experience more often. Yes. And when I, cause you know, we work mostly with teenage and college age kids and the two main messages I see for the most part uh, to the guys, it's, they need to understand they don't have to be apologetic for who they are and that they can be that strong energy. And for girls, I have to remind them of how great those guys are. Because if you start to pay attention and my daughter started noticing this, a lot of her friends they speak so, <laughs> they talk down to the guys in their, their yeah, grade, in their, their school. They're very condescending. They're very, you know, we, and that's, that's a lot of what we see. It's been. That's interesting. My daughter does that all the time. I haven't really thought about it. I just yeah. thought, well, she's in eighth grade. Of course she's going to talk no, about my goobers because they're eighth graders. But no, that's interesting. Yeah. And so for girls to be reminded, who is this? Like, who is this that you're, yes. Boys do dumb things. They are. Yeah. I can understand that you get frustrated with them yeah. and all of the things. However, just a reminder of who they, they're God's sons and who they are and, and to speak to them and see them. Because if there's anything I know, when you speak to somebody as to who you really know they are, they will rise to that. That's right. We live up or down to expectations. Yes. And so, <laughs> and my daughter has seen, because men just need to, they want to feel respected. They want to, girls want to feel loved. Guys want to feel respect. Yeah. And so they have to, those girls have to be reminded. And it's interesting to watch when I'm teaching them. You can see the ones that it's like, oh, there's a little flicker of light. Like, I want to know more about that. Or I think I might know what you're talking about. Or I'm curious about that. Yeah. But then there was the ones that, and I think it comes from their own experiences, obviously, yeah. growing up, that they have to hang on to that. No, 
boys are trash. I can do it and be, and I'm going to do all the things by myself. Yeah. And you know that it's that's out of balance. And it's Which on the flip well. side, there's guys that are the same way, right? They're just prideful, won't be humble. It's the same pride. Yes. Right? The guy that's destructive all the time and uses his masculine the wrong. It's just the same pride. It just looks yeah. different. See, I don't have a, I haven't had any guys like that in my yeah. life. So I always... My the group I'm usually that comes to see me is yeah. the latter, so that's the one I always am speaking to yeah. because it's not the latter, the former. The former. The yeah. former. <laughs> I always get confused with the former and the latter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm if if someone's listening to this, and you know, a question that just came to my mind, I wish I could ask everyone listening this, and I'd love to hear the answers. Is um, what right now makes you the most afraid to lean into these things? Right, because it's not happening for reasons. There's a lot of social pressures right now that make people hesitate. There's a lot of experiences people have had and confusion around it. But whatever the reason is that you're afraid to step into this, all I ask is that, and I invite, is that you look around at the results of when this is off. When this is off, it's so funny because the, the results are so obvious when this is off. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to get, it's not going to get fixed by um, trying to come up with new versions of it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that we've taken bad examples of masculinity. We've saying, okay, this is everyone. So let's make up new versions of it. And we're ignoring all the really good, healthy ones that have been a part of existence forever. It's like, no, no, no. There's already good versions of this that do work. We just need to reteach that. We need to refocus on that. We need to allow and create a space and nurture what we already know is good. Yeah, and same with femininity, right? Like how many new versions yeah, you know, are being brought up instead of just going, no, let's look at the core things that are really good that we know. And it's funny because I've, I've worked with a lot of women too, you know, they're like really strong and independent. And, and when they start bringing it up, it's really interesting. I said, okay, I have a question. So if you met a good guy with a good job who loved and provided for you and some kids and all that, would you turn him away? And they're all like, well, they don't exist. I'm like, all right, they do exist. And, and if you came across one and he wanted to provide the, you know, provide and do, do those things, would you tell him no? And honestly, every girl, when she's just like, I would love nothing more than that because yes. then, because then all my strengths, I could, they could grow. I wouldn't have to spend time trying to be other, th- everything. I could be who I am. And I can do what I want to do and I can be that. And then, and that's what I think everybody's missing out on is <laughs> the best version of ourselves can only happen when we have somebody else in our life that's supportive, that just plays their role and fulfills it. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Cause that's, I've worked on that my entire life. And when, when you talk about that being off, I can tell because what ends up happening, I'm alone. Yeah. Oh, that went well. I may have won that, or I was right, or yeah. I was whatever. And I'm like, well. I'm alone. And on my side, it's the same result. If I'm a turd, it runs everybody off. If I yeah. scare everybody, there's no one in the room. So here I am alone. Because Yeah, because when you asked what keeps you, because what keeps me from leaning into my femininity, and I have worked on this and worked on this because I have started to see, oh my gosh, this is what the world needs. This is what I need as a woman. This is what my relationship needs. This is all of that. It's fear, obviously. It's always going to be fear, tied to fear of some kind. But when I can recognize, and this is, somebody described this to me. I don't even remember what it was. It was like a year ago. And it was, so you picture um, a couple and they're going to Hawaii. 
and the husband is, he's stressed with work, he's leaving it, you know, he's got a lot of phone calls, he's trying to wrap up or whatever, yeah. and he gets a phone call, they're in the rental car, and they're cruising along, and he's stressed, and then he looks over, and he sees his wife, and she's like, pull over, pull over here, and she gets out, and he's like, okay, I gotta call you back, whatever he was worked yeah. up and stressed out about. And she just gets out of the car and runs out into the sand. And then she's just there and she's she's in her bare feet and she can feel the sand under her feet. And she closes her eyes and the sun is on her face and she can feel the wind and smell the ocean. And she's so in the moment and she's so in her body and mm -hmm. so present with just being that he's so captivated by that. It pulls him out of all of that stress, all of that everything. And I think the ability as a feminine woman to be present mm -hmm. requires you to be getting your worth from God. Can't be from like, oh my gosh, I got to make him okay. We're on, you either go into naggy or you go into whatever. Yeah. And and I'm not trying to make this all about femininity. It's just this, this example of um, for women to really, when they can relax and just trust. Yeah. There's just a huge power in that. It's funny you say that because we went to Hawaii two months ago. Oh, lucky. <laughs> I was stressed about work. Like you just described our thing. And, and I, when we walked to the sand, my wife's, her reaction to all of it was what you just described. It was just, uh, and it's funny because the prideful side of me is like, like, what is she doing? <laughs> it's like, well, I, okay, mother nature, like, what are you doing over there? But you nailed it. It is, it pulled me in. It got me to just go, okay, here we are. Let's just look at it. And her just letting the sun hit her face. And she did exactly that. Her feet in the sand, <laughs> like digging through it. And I kind of look and then I start doing it. And it's a real thing. Yeah. It's, well, and we've talked about this before. What is the world like if there's not a feminine presence? You know what's scary? If there's not a healthy masculinity and there's not a good, solid, healthy feminine presence, the world is, oh, the world is utter chaos. Mm -hmm. And ugly and harsh. It's harsh and violent and nasty. Mm -hmm. It's Sadly, it's like a lot of the TV series that are being produced right now. Mm -hmm. Right? Like that just crazy. Well, I hope, I hope this has been useful today. I hope we've been able to speak things that wherever someone is at listening to this can have some hope and know that it's real. I, I think, you know what, if anything you and I can do is we, I think we can both say confidently, there is such thing as healthy masculinity. Mm -hmm. We both live it. We both experience it. We know what it looks like on a long-term basis, short-term basis. It is real. I know there are a lot of good men because like I said earlier, I, I'm a good man, and that draws other good men. We like to be around each other. Good men, we see what's going on in the world, and we're not blind to it. We're scared in the sense that we're, you know, we're nervous. Like what I, I know in my heart that good men are always going to have to fight to the death to make sure the world is a stable place. I know that. And sometimes I don't think people realize that. It's like good men are dumb. They don't not know like we I know the responsibility that's on my shoulders I go home every day to six other human beings that need my protection and that's real it's not it's not not real I don't not see it I don't not feel it but this is what I will say it doesn't scare me mm. you know and that's what I wish these young men could feel is the to a moment of not being afraid of getting to do that
instead of being horrified that they have to do it. Hmm. And that's what I'm seeing a lot from young men right now is they don't even know how to do it. And so they're scared. And so they don't. And they and I, I work with young couples and it's breaking my heart many times that I notice these young husbands make their wives make the hard right decisions. Yes. Yep. Instead of manning up. I don't know how many times in the last two weeks I've had to say, when are you going to man up in the sense that when are you going to make the hard right decision mm-hmm. and really love your spouse and really love your kids and sacrifice your selfish desires. And one of those desires is to be weak. That's a desire. To be weak is a desire. You need to sacrifice the desire to be weak and to be a coward and ignore all these worldly influences that say it's okay for you to be a coward. So I just want to share that, that it's real and it's going to exist forever. Healthy masculinity is not going anywhere. If anything, someday it will rule again the entire earth. And anybody who's not okay with that is just not going to be around for it. So we need to embrace it. We need to nurture it. And just like you said, you can't have one without the other. Femininity, the same thing. It is going to rule the earth. It is here to stay. It is not going anywhere, even though that's been attacked since the, I think when Eve took the fruit, Satan was pretty angry. And ever since then, he's been doing everything he can to destroy her power and all her daughter's power and everything that he knew they could do for us. So... Any closing thoughts on this to wrap up today's yeah, session? Yeah, just the last one is because we didn't ever touch on... Um, as a mom. As a mom and or a dad, but as a mom, as you know your... your and lean into your femininity or masculinity yeah. or whatever it is and being aware of that and being healthy, as a mom to her sons, that is the best gift I can give. And every with all of my boys, I have to remind myself... Oh, if I sit here and I nag them and I nag them or I act like they can't do it or whatever, I am literally handicapping them to not step into who they're meant to be as men, but to start to respect them, ask their opinion, you know, things that will develop that sense of um, confidence. Yes. And then, and for them, for my daughter, for both of them, as they're going to watch, like you were saying earlier, how you live and that will speak volumes, but to actively teach my daughter about these things is really really helpful yeah that was awesome we knew we needed you here for this we needed obviously a feminine voice along with the masculine voice on that we hope it's been valuable so until next time keep going good luck as you step into who you know you can be and we'll see you next time bye